Okay, so um, I thought it was quite apt today that one of the questions for the people whose birthday it was, was what would your ideal birthday present be? Because today we're going to be talking about treasure. Now treasure isn't really a word that we use very much nowadays. Can any of you tell me what you think treasure means? What does treasure mean? Gold, yeah, some people might think it's gold. Any other ideas what treasure might mean? Something special? You forgot, okay, gun shy. Something valuable. I think those are all really great answers. One last one. Something about Jesus is very special. He is probably the best treasure of all, isn't he? But yeah, you're right. Treasure is something special, something that we cherish, something that's really valuable. So I'm going to ask in a minute what your treasure is. Now, I've lined up a few people just in case some of you are shy, but you can be having a think about what your treasure is. But just before that, I'm going to tell you what my treasure was at your age. Okay, you ready? I'm going to whiz through these, so pay attention So this is my first teddy bear. Isn't it cute? Um, It's not really a a bear, is it? It's a panda. Can anyone guess what name I gave to my panda? Panda. Very good. (laughs) I've always been really creative and imaginative. But I used to love panda. He came everywhere with me and I hugged him so much he ended up really flat from hugging. Isn't that cute? And I didn't play with Panda as much. Then I played with Action Man. I bet none of you boys have had an Action Man, have you? When I was your age, all my friends had an Action Man. And um, Action Man was great. I don't know if you can see his hands there, but they're made of rubber. You, you could pull his fingers back and he could hold a gun or anything else that you wanted to give him. And Action Man had tanks and goodness knows what, skis. And Action Man had lots and lots of accessories. But there was lots of different Action Men. So this was a, a standard action man. This was an action man, eagle eyes. This is, um, this is a whole different level altogether. So you can, you can see there, action man, eagle eyes, had a little lever in the back of his head, and you could move the lever, and his eyes went from the left to right. Like that. Um, the, the technology when I was a child was unbelievable. And... Um, Action Man had um, a few different looks as well. This was another look he had. Um, I think, I think some, um, some looks work, work better than others. I think this is kind of, I don't know, half, half man, half pineapple. I'm not quite sure how you'd describe that. Now then, when I was half man, half hedgehog here, when I was eight, my mum and dad took me to the cinema on my birthday, which is the 30th of December. That's the 30th of December, my birthday. <laughs> and um, I saw Superman. Now, I thought Superman was a fantastic film, and I came out of the cinema really believing that a man could fly. But not only did they like the film, you could also buy bubblegum cards. Do they still do Bubblegum cards, get them in a pack of six with a bit of bubblegum. Don't know if you get them with your favourite football players on, maybe. And you collect, no, I'm getting blank looks. Maybe they don't do bubblegum cards anymore. But um, I collected them and I got the whole set. It took me ages, but I got them and I was really pleased with my sets of Superman cards. Anyone had a scale electric? 
Yeah, oh, you've had one? Oh, that's good. I thought you'd be too busy on your, um, your Xbox and your PlayStation. Skylight Strip's really good fun as well. And then when I was a little bit older, this was my pride and joy. A beautiful 12-gear Peugeot racing bike. It was really light. You could pick it up like that. It was a fantastic bike, and I loved it. So those were a few of the things that I loved when I was your age. So now it's your turn. Now, I've prepped a few people. Um, Lydia, do you want to come up? Are you going to be brave? I hope you come. I'm going to ask what your treasure is. So there's going to be three questions. I'm going to ask, what's your treasure? What is it that you love? I'm going to ask, why do you like it? And I'm going to ask, how long do you think you'll keep it? So what's your treasure? What have you brought to show us today? Hammer beads. Hammer beads, okay. And why do you like hammer beads? Because they're fun. Good fun, okay. And how long do you think you'll keep it? I don't know. I don't know. Don't hold one up so people can see what hammer beads are. Very nice. Well done. Thank you. Okay. Libby. Okay, Livy, what's your treasure? A uh, cuddly toy dog sort of thing. Okay, hold it up. Let everyone have a good look at it. Okay, why do you like this? Because it's cute and cuddly. Okay, good reason. And how long do you think you'll keep it? 19, maybe. 19, okay. Thank you very much. Great, well done. Very, uh, very specific. I like, a, I like a woman with a plan. Okay. <clears throat> now then, um, Tim. Tim, what you come? This one may be a little bit more controversial, I think. But very brave coming up here. Tim, what's your treasure? My United top. United top. <laughs> and um, why do you love your United top? Because I support United. Good reason. And how long do you think you'll keep it? As long as I fit in it. <laughs> yeah, great, thank you. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. We've got time for one more. It doesn't matter if you've not brought anything, if anyone wants to come up. Do you want to? No? We're done? Okay, that's great. Thank you very much for that. Where's Esther? Where's Esther? Is Esther here? Come on up, Esther. So the Bible has um, some things to say about treasure. And Esther's going to, going to read from us now for, uh, from Matthew. Um, this is a reading from Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Thank you very much. Fantastic. Well done. Okay, so has anyone ever seen a moth? Yep. Has anyone ever seen a moth in, a, in the house or just outside? When I was young, you have, that's great. When I was young, my grandparents used to get moths in their house and they used to eat little holes in cardigans and things like that. Doesn't really happen nowadays, but now and again, my grandma would take a cardigan out of the wardrobe and it would have holes in. So in this verse, when it says about moths and vermin, what it's really saying is that things don't last forever, even your favourite things that you've talked about today. So I'm going to tell you now what happened to all my favourite things, my treasure. 
So panda, do you know where panda is? I don't know where panda is. It, it could be in a box in my mum and dad's loft. It could be in the bin. I don't know where he is because when you get a bit older, sometimes the interest changed. I have no idea where panda is. Action man, I can tell you where action man is. Those, those bendy hands that you bend back, eventually the fingers break off and he just had stubs instead of hands. It's very difficult to fire a gun when you've only got stubs instead of hands. The elastic didn't work anymore. His arms and legs fell off. Poor old action man ended up in the bin. Same with the Skyelectrics. The, the engine burnt out. The tracks didn't fit together properly anymore. I threw my Skyelectric in the bin. The Superman cards. Now, I kept those for a long time because I spent a lot of time getting the whole collection. But one day, I took the collection of Superman cards out of the drawer and I thought, do I really want these? Am I ever going to look at these again? And I threw the whole set of Superman cards in the bin. Still regret that to this day, but you know, <laughs> no one's perfect. Um, and then my bike. Now, this is the saddest story. Can anyone guess what happened to my bike? It was. It was stolen. Someone saw me out riding my beautiful Peugeot racing bike. They thought, I'd love a bike just like that. And they got one. And they got one by breaking into my mum and dad's garage and pinching mine. So the things that we love, the things that are special to us, don't last forever. And um, all these things are great. We should enjoy them. We should have fun and make use of them. But just remember that they don't last forever. Now the Bible and Jesus tells us that there is treasure that lasts forever. And we can build ourselves rewards and treasure in heaven. So at the end of the service, could you come back up to the front just for five minutes and I'll tell you a little bit about treasure in heaven. Okay, treasures in heaven. Um, I asked the children three questions. What is your treasure? Why do you treasure it? How long will you keep it? But actually, I think those three questions are really worthwhile asking us as well, asking ourselves. Aren't they? What is our treasure? Why do we treasure it? And how long will we keep it? Um, Nicky Gumbel tells a story of when he was quite a young Christian, um, early on in his ministry. Uh, he went to a conference, and everyone in the conference was given five cards. One had work written on it, one had ministry, one had wife or husband, one had God, one had children, and they were asked to order them in terms of priority, what they thought was the most important thing. And Nicky Gumbel says, because he was quite a young Christian, he thought that he got them completely wrong. This is the order that he put them in. Um, and he says that, okay, I got the first one right, God. That's always the answer, isn't it, when you're Christian? God or Jesus is always the answer, if you're not sure. Um, and because he was at the start of his ministry, he thought, well, ministry kind of goes together with God. So I'll put that at the top with God. Um, then wife. Not sure what his wife thought about that. Um, then work. And then because he didn't have any children, he put children last in the list. That was his list. Then at the end of the conference, when he'd had a chance to think about it, this was the, the list that he decided was the correct order. Always God at the top. Then if we've got families, our wife, husband and children, that's always our most important ministry, isn't it? Then our work, what we do on a day-to-day -day basis, 
out in the world. And then our Christian ministry, as vital and important as it is, it should never come above any of those, those others. I thought that was quite an interesting exercise. But why do we treasure what we treasure? Why do we treasure it? As well as those five cards down the side, I wanted to add another. I wanted to add other, or miscellaneous, or surplus, or leftovers. Because I think what we do with what's left over kind of shows where our priorities really lie. We've all got demands on our time, haven't we? We've all got money. We all need to pay mortgage, bills, food. What about the money that's left over? Assuming there is any. What do we do with that money? What do we do with the time that's left over when we've been to work and we've done everything else that we need to do? What do we do with the bit that's left over? Why do we treasure what we treasure? Jonathan often challenges us, doesn't he, on being comfortable, being comfortable. Um, Maybe he doesn't challenge us that often, I don't know, but it seems quite often to me, I think it seems often to me, because it really strikes a chord. If I'm honest, a lot of what I do probably is because I want to be comfortable, because I like it, I'm going with the flow. You know, how often do I actually stop and evaluate what I do and why I do it? It hits home with me. Now, please don't get me wrong, okay? Just because something doesn't have an eternal value doesn't mean we shouldn't be doing it. So, a nice meal has got no eternal value, but it's nice to have a nice meal, isn't it? A holiday doesn't last forever, but it's good to enjoy our holidays. We should enjoy the blessings that God gives us. But there's a big difference between the pleasure we enjoy in measure and treasure that lasts forever. Good, that, isn't it? <laughs> you, you've no idea how pleased with myself I was when I came up with that. <laughs> There's a big difference between pleasure we enjoy in measure and treasure that lasts forever. And think, I think we should say that together, actually. You up for that? <laughs> All together. There's a big difference between pleasure we enjoy in measure and treasure that lasts forever. So, three good questions. What is your treasure? Why do you treasure it? And how long will you keep it? Three really good questions. But I've got a bigger question for you here. What if... What if... Bless you. (laughs) What if we ask ourselves these three questions and we're really honest and we don't like the answers that we get back? What if we're really honest with ourselves and we think, I'm not sure my treasure is in the right place? Am I really investing my time and my money in the right place? That's the hard part, isn't it? How do we fix that? Because it, it's that easy for me to stand up here and preach and talk about priorities and treasures, and it's easy for you to sit and nod, yes, Phil, we all agree, but what happens after the service? What happens when we get home? What happens when we're at work? What happens when we're with difficult family members? What then? I think in that reading that Esther read so beautifully for us, I think the Bible gives us a great big clue. The Bible's a spiritual book. Um, It's a book of faith, but it's really practical too. And I think there's a massive clue 
in this verse. Verse 21 says, Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. When I first read that verse, I thought, this is, this is the wrong way round. It's the wrong way round. Surely, where our heart is, what we treasure, what we long for, isn't that going to dictate where our treasure goes? So say I'm mad on scuba diving. I'm going to save up all my money. I'm going to buy scuba diving equipment. I'm going to save up for scuba diving holidays. Um, and I'm going to invest my time <coughs> in scuba diving. Shouldn't it be the other way around? Our treasure follows our heart, doesn't it? But then I had another thought. Maybe this verse is giving us a big clue how we can fix it if our priorities are wrong. Maybe we need to follow our heads sometimes rather than our hearts. I guarantee that if you decide to give 20% of your income to a charity, you're going to take a really big interest in that charity. I think sometimes we have to think, what should we be doing with our treasure and then our heart will follow. Don't worry, I'm not suggesting you go away and give 20% of everything to charity. But do you know what I mean? I think sometimes we need to pray, decide where our treasure should go, and our heart will follow. Let's take a step of faith. Let's put our money where our mouth is. Let's put our treasure where it belongs. And our hearts will follow. Let's pray, shall we? Dear Lord Jesus, we, um, we want to put our treasures in the right place and we want to get our priorities right. And we know it's not hard. We know, we know it's hard. We know it's easy to, to talk about and hard to do. So we just pray that you would transform our hearts by your Holy Spirit and we pray you'd give us the discipline also to take really practical steps to do what we can too. We ask it for Jesus' sake. Amen. Okay, so let's talk about treasure. Treasure. Now, when I asked our young people what they thought treasure was, there was an answer that said money, and that's part of it. But some people think money, that's all it is, that it's all about money. And I don't think that's right. So I thought, who better to talk about money than someone who has lots and lots and lots of money, okay? So, who's heard of Lucasfilm? Who's heard of George Lucas? George Lucas is the man who owns Lucasfilm that created Star Wars. I'm not going to ask how much you think this guy is worth. I'll just tell you. He's worth $5.3 billion. Not million. $5.3 billion. He's got lots and lots of money. So this is George Lucas talking about Money. Now then, the, the picture might be a bit funny at the start of this, but don't worry about that. Just listen to the words and listen to what George Lucas says about money. The secret of multiple languages, the bottom line of Star Wars and the other movies is there are two kinds of people compassionate people and selfish people. The selfish people live on the dark side, and compassionate people live on the light side. And, and if you go to the side of the light, you will be happy. It's compassion helping other people, not thinking about yourself, thinking about others, that gives you a joy that you can't get any other way. Being selfish, following your pleasures, always entertaining yourself with pleasure and buying things and doing stuff, you're always going to be unhappy. You'll never get to the point. You get this little instant 
shock of pleasure that goes away and then stuck where you were before. And the more you do it, the worse it gets. You finally get everything you want and you're miserable because there's no, there's nothing at the end of that road. Interesting, isn't it? This is a man who can afford to buy anything he wants in the world, but he's realized that money on its own can never make you happy. So how do we store up treasure in heaven? How do we store up treasure in heaven? Just very quickly, in the two minutes we've got left, I just want to say two things. So the first thing I want to say is that God is kind and generous. He loves to give us rewards and treasure in heaven. There's a verse that says, if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly, I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. Isn't that easy to do, just giving someone a cup of cold water? But God loves to reward us. It doesn't have to be a huge thing. It just has to be a small thing. It could be helping our friends. could be helping our Sunday school teachers to tidy up. could be telling our friends about Jesus. But whenever we do something, big or small, for Jesus, he loves to reward us. The second thing I want to say is that God is amazing and very, very clever. When we do something for God, no matter how small, God can take that and do something amazing with whatever we give him. So I'm going to tell you a story for one minute and then we finish, okay? So this is a story about Jesus. Now, Jesus was going from place to place, teaching And because he was such an amazing teacher, thousands and thousands of people used to follow Jesus because they wanted to hear what he had to say. And on this particular day, there was at least 5,000 people following Jesus, listening to what he was teaching about, which was great until it got to dinner time and everyone started getting really hungry and we thought, what, we're going to have to eat? And Jesus said to his disciples, you feed them, feed the crowd, and the disciples thought, mm, I haven't brought any food. What am I going to feed them with? There's no shops open. Can't go to a corner shop. What are we going to do? So there was a boy in the crowd, and he brought his lunch. All he had was five loaves and two fish. Some of you might know this story from Sunday school. They wouldn't be big loaves like we get in the shop nowadays. They'd just be small ones. Five loaves and two fish. And he wanted to help, and he gave Jesus and the disciples, his five loaves and two fish. And Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, and he said grace, he said thank you to God for the food, and he gave it to his disciples, and he said, go and feed the people. But something amazing happened. Now, wouldn't you think, if you're feeding 5,000 people, that five loaves and two fish is going to run out straight away, isn't it? But instead of the food getting smaller and smaller and smaller, it did the opposite got more and more and more food. And the disciples couldn't understand it. Nobody could understand it. Where was all this food coming from? And at the end of it, everyone was really full. Not only that, but the disciples collected in all the leftovers and there was 12 baskets of food. The leftovers, after they'd fed 5,000 people, was even more than this boy's lunch was in the first place. If we give something small 
to Jesus, if we do something to help, if we do something for the right reasons, God can take that small thing and he can do something amazing. That song was interesting that we just sang. I don't know if you heard any of the words, but it said we can only imagine. We can only imagine what heaven's going to be like. We don't know what our rewards will be. But we know the rewards will be amazing. We know the rewards will make us truly happy. And we know, unlike all my toys, we know that the rewards we get in heaven will last forever. Let's just pray, and then we're finished. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you that you love us, that you're generous to us, that you want to reward us and give us treasure. Lord, just help us to treasure the right things in life. Lord, help us to do what we can to serve you. And we just thank you for all the good things that you give to us. Thank you, Lord. Amen.